What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I was born with the clamp. <laughs> my mom's a whore. My, my mom's a whore. <laughs> Coop. I'm back. Coop, you're it's, back. It's How many weeks has it been since we recorded an episode together? So the ice storm, clearly without a windshield, you can't drive, yeah, huh? Do you have a windshield? Uh, yes, I have a windshield. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's amazing how much that helps, too. Yeah, especially when it's... Um, what it was a back 20... window it was a back window or something still though dude still and by the way very dangerous oh yeah if if i when you were like I, i'm gonna turn around i'm like I yeah i can't even believe drive out so what i had to do is uh turns out i'm not very good with cars mm. like I, I don't know a, a whole lot about motor vehicles despite well i was gonna say Coop's, Just, it's dangerous uh, for coop to drive on like a nice beautiful sunny day oh okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay okay that's, that's Fair. on the count of my alcoholism though yeah 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 uh, <laughs> but what kept happening so the heater in my car failed so yes. the defroster failed also yeah and my window would keep icing over and i would have to pull off to the side of the road scrape all the ice off the window and then drive a few more miles pull over scrape all the ice off the window and eventually it got to the point That's where i was like i'm just doing? gonna fucking like Coop, kill i cannot believe that you even did that With I, like when you were like too. yeah when oh, you were like i'm turning around i'm like you're turning around like Inside your house from the door back to your couch? <laughs> what do you mean you're turning around? Got halfway to the front door and I was like, no, nope, too dangerous. Thank you. That's what I thought. But you were like, no, I got in my car and tried to get here. And that's why we love you, Coop. But I made, made it about 20 miles. You know, I think, the, I think the audience will agree. It was a rough one, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe five days. maybe really? a good. Oh, shit. Oh, well, the case, I mean, that you missed. Oh, the case. I thought you were talking about my life, but okay. Let's talk about the case. Oh, Casey. sorry. It's all about you, Joel. Sorry. You stayed at Dan's. <laughs> you <laughs> stayed was, at a mansion. It was so hard. It's we know how it was for you. country over there. We know how it was for you. Feeding the deer, drinking, <laughs> eating steak. It's good steak. We know how it was. It wasn't rough. It wasn't that bad. Okay, fine. We're talking about the case that Joel's wife... Yeah. Brought to our attention, which might have been the worst. Now, look, love her. And maybe some people will <laughs> Just love it. that out there. And some people did. You the, can let the, her know that we got lots of messages from sick fucks. In, listener came in today and was like, you're the one with the, 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 the wife. Yeah, the fucked up wife, fucked dude. Up the, wife. the crazy one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All with love, we say, Kaveta. All with love, we say. But Jesus. And then he sent me another case the other day. This is another one my wife wants you to look into. Sure, bud, get right on that. So, um, she knows. It was worse than the Dahmer she case. She knows I'm joking. It was worse than the Dahmer case. So I'm familiar with the girl in the box. I, right. I was planning on being here for that episode, so I yeah. did my research for it. I didn't know. I didn't know about the whole Stockholm syndrome part, though. The Stockholm syndrome part, you know, it's worse. What happened when they let her out of the box for an hour a day? You know what I they mean? A lot yeah, of just like a lot of well, almost worse, almost worse than Dahmer in that it was just unimaginable evil. 
from two yeah. people, man and a wife. I mean, at least Dahmer would, he'd keep them around for a while, but they'd be dead at that point. Yeah, at least he I was mean, keeping uh, them in a, grace, like, generous enough to kill them. Hot, yeah. <laughs> hot take, but like, Merciful. as horrible as Dahmer was, you could see where he was going with it, where it came from. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was a, a method to the insane evil, right? Where you go like, bro, he's just, he got imprinted at this age with this and this and all, all yeah. of these factors. With that case, it was like... These motherfuckers, yeah. These motherfuckers, what? What? what just I wanted born to know. Dude, they evil. They were a tag team. What I wanted to know is, how do you find a wife like that? I know, my well, gosh. Well, like, first... At, at what point in their relationship, one of them had to broach the subject first. Well, no, how did that conversation of, go? So of she, her first. Um, which in, is even more fucked well, up. Even that, how do you... Like, how do you approach that in a, a relationship? Uh, I'm asking I for I think a when you're asking for... <laughs> I know I was going to say you want the blueprint. Um, you know. You just start dating them when they're 15. Guess you can make them do whatever uh, you want. Yeah, that's, that's my problem. I don't like yep. going that young. Yep. Yep. Anyways, welcome to Jesse Wiseman's <laughs> Crime Corner. No! <laughs> Authorities are desperately searching for a killer accused of going on a rampage. The search for a possible serial killer. An urgent manhunt for a man authorities believe is behind a triple killing spree. Police here speculating that a possible serial killer may have struck again. Told her to get out of the car and that's when she became afraid and then I shot her. You, you told us to save something for the pod, which well, I, I love. I, I don't think it's all that interesting, but yeah, normally I do some research on the cases and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I come with my own arguments and observations. Sure. Oh, you're not prepared like today, sure. is what you're saying. I, no, I'm this unprepared. one is. A... It's not my fault, though. It for sure isn't my fault. I blame, like most of my problems in my life, I blame my mother mm-hmm. because she's been watching my dogs for me during the day while I'm at work. And when I went to pick up my dogs last night, she was like, oh, hey. You know, it's nice outside right now. Why don't we go sit on the back patio and have a drink together? I was like, okay, cool. I, I like drinking with my mom. She's a fun drunk. So uh, far, I'm liking this. I know. This sounds amazing. Well, yeah. well next thing I know, it's 2.30 in the morning, and her and I are probably about five Long Island iced teas in. She is plastered. Long uh, Island yeah. iced tea. And, By and, the way, who drinks those anymore? A professional alcoholic. Jesus well, she, Christ. Technically, she's a professional trophy wife. but Can you know, we fucking thing. hang out with your Dude, mom? Dude, she is so much. I had a, a fucking blast last night. We we, had a, we does had, she know me? Uh, oh, yeah, she's a fan. Okay, good, because my mom's a fan of you. Okay. Let's not make it weird, but I mean. <laughs> oh, maybe we, so, can make, we can dial something in. Ooh. <laughs> can we get our moms to be friends? They fucking would. That and would by the fun. way, danger zone. That would be. I think that would be dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Like, hey, your mom's an alcoholic. <laughs> Let's get them together. Yeah. Two mm. alpha women getting together. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, two thirty in the morning, drunk as shit with my mom on the back porch, and she's telling me how she corrupted my stepdad. Uh, your stepdad. When I first met him, he was so uptight and such a nerd. He'd never even done anal before. Mom, what the fuck? <laughs> she's like, what? I, Coop. You think I'm joking? I'm not. I'm like, no, I know you're being serious, but I don't need to know that. Can't tell if you're telling a real story. No, are that's you? a true story. <laughs> that's, that's why I woke up insanely hungover today. Still, my mom called me at like 
1130 in the morning. She's like, uh, so how are you feeling today? I was like, I, I'm, I'm hurting quite a bit. She's like, I'm still drunk. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I have I two boys moment. and I can't wait for an evening like that. Oh, my uh, God. Right. Because you know there's, I'm going to be. There's nothing like it. I'm going to be like, let's fucking go, dirt bag, dirt son. Bag with your own kids. Fuck. That's awesome. Right? I never even thought of that. Is there any other reason to convince you? No, I know you're Couldn't not doing it. No. If anybody's on the fence about having kids, just imagine getting drunk with them at some point. Because it is a fucking... And having shit. your mom be the one that's like, hey, let me just make you a cocktail. You're like, mom, why are you putting every white liquor, a little <laughs> bit of Coke, and fucking lemonade in there? You know I don't like the brown liquors. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I just like to make it look... She's a multifaceted woman. Gosh. Coop's mom's awesome. We had her on the show for an episode. Oh, that's right. And she was so out of control that, that we had to take it down because her husband was really upset about it. I was supposed to oh, be yeah. on that, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, Mother's was that? Day. Oh, yeah. I yeah, you were supposed Mother's to be there for Day. Mother's Day. We'll yeah. do it again this Damn year. Damn it. Yeah, let's do it again. my stepdad to let her out of the house. It was hilarious because he was there. Yeah, and have her come to this studio. Mm. That'd be fun. He was there with us, and, and he, she was like, all right, I'm not going to drink. Don't worry. Everything's fine, honey. Why don't you just leave? Second, as soon second as we close the door, the door, let's do shots. Do shots. <laughs> by the oh, way, God bless her, by it. the way, is there anything more fun than an alcoholic? Oh, not do you know what I, I'm saying? A into. true blue made it to the end. <laughs> Make it to the end, by the way. Don't get, you know, all fucking depressing, right? Yeah, well, if yeah. you can make it to her age and be an alcoholic, That's you've what learned I'm a saying. lot of lessons. You're, you're a very a careful, calculated person, but you still know how, how to have a good time. Exactly. Like, you still have a home. You're still married. Mm-hmm. Your kids still talk to you. You haven't killed she anybody. Good. She did good. You made as it to the know. end. Yeah, as far as we know. She hasn't killed anyone. Oh, but think. oh, but she can just drink those feelings away, huh? <laughs> All right. All right. So, the case tonight, yes, uh, you have a good excuse for not doing any Great research. Excuse. But, um... I like to do this to myself where I pick a pretty complicated case just because it's something, there's something in it that interests me, like a couple things or something that I think is funny. So then I end up writing this complicated case because of like two, two parts of it that I think are like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? The whole thing is crazy, but um, we're going to go small town. We're going to go the Poconos. Ooh. Huh? Ooh, the Pocono Mountains, like right? Like Pennsylvania. Okay. Everybody knows of a place called the Poconos. Right. So that's where when, you want to go to get away from it all. Yeah. Most people are like, I was today years old when I found out the Poconos wasn't like a fucking tropical island, it, right? It sounds like it's off the Florida Keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you always go, oh, the Poconos. It um, like, a, like a Native American tribe or something to me. It's almost like Ozarks, you know, the Poconos. Yeah. We're going yeah. to the Poconos. Um, so this is... Uh, we're going to, I'm going to do um, tentative titles throughout because I don't want to do a title that's going to give it away, right? Okay. So the show is about Reverend, well, Minister oh. Arthur Burton Sherman, otherwise known as A.B. A.B. Shermer. Did I say Sherman? It's yeah, Shermer. Yeah, Shermer? A.B. Shermer. Well, because you were late, Coop, I had to drink a little bit of crab juice before. Crab juice! Sorry. Mm. But I promise I'm going to stick to the story, guys. Don't worry. So, A.B. Shermer. A.B. Shermer. Are we going to let the Let's do it. decide again? Let's do it. But I'll do, t- I mean, I'll do, I'll throw mine out there. 
throughout, you know, my top picks. And if they can't beat them, then we're going to pick then if yours. You, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I'll probably pick your guys' because you're very funny. Um, all right. So on the night of July 15th, 2008... Good year. Now that's what I call music. 13. I think that's when that was. Uh, Stanley Dickerson came upon a PT Cruiser. You guys fucking remember oh PT Cruisers? The chokehold PT Cruisers had on us for a little bit, right? Those fucking cars. I can't remember the had, year, but remember have. you that's see Still them. my dream car. Right? Purple, huh? Oh, absolutely. Still purple. Sparkly. With, with the wood side panels. Yes. That is pure class. With flames? Decals? No, that's Do tag, you remember you would tag. see them everywhere? PT Cruiser, yeah. dude. I was in one once. What was it like? Ride? Yeah, what, how'd you feel in your heart? Man. How'd you feel in your heart? I okay. can only imagine. I wanted to kill myself. See what else is new. Did we know someone with a PT Cruiser? I feel I like we did. did we? Maybe. I've never been that cool. Some I feel like dorky I've been, artist, like wannabe yep. actor, motherfucker with yep. a PT Cruiser. Purple yeah. PT Cruiser is right. in my mind. I don't know why. Someone had it in Ventura. Yeah. That we know. Anyway. Um, so he came upon a PT cruiser against a guardrail on the side of a, on a side of the desolate rural road in the Pocono mountains of Pennsylvania. So when he walked up to the car, he saw Reverend AB, huh? Horton Heat. That's my favorite Reverend. He heard Reverend Horton Heat just fucking (laughs) blaring. And, um, he saw Reverend Arthur, uh, AB Shermer. And Betty Shermer inside. Betty was bloodied, unconscious, um, slumped over, and the Reverend was dazed. And Stanley was like, are you guys okay? What's going on? And ended up calling 911. And he told the troopers that there's this crash. Husband and wife are here. The wife looks pretty bad. Come on down. So when the Pennsylvania State Troopers arrived, Mr. Shermer told police he had been rushing his wife to the hospital because she was complaining of jaw pain. Oh, your jaw, your jaw hurts. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> right? You're like, oh, well, I was just saying, like, my jaw hurt a little bit. Get in the car! We're going to the fucking ER! There's no time! There's no we time to, to waste! Yeah, she's like, I'm, oh, I can breathe, everything. Get in! Save your strength. Yeah, yeah. You're fading I'll fast. carry you. I'll carry you. She's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? So he told them he was rushing his wife because she was complaining of jaw pain. And for she was feeling uncomfortable, so she unbuckled her seatbelt. And right at that moment, a deer ran out in front of them. And he swerved um, to miss the deer. And the car... Uh, he swerved, broke, all of that. The car spun out a couple times and landed on the guardrail, crashed into there, right? Wait, why did she take off the seatbelt? She was uncomfortable because mm. her jaw hurt so bad. Yeah. Seatbelt. Can't have the seatbelt with the jaw, <laughs> oh, That right? seatbelt is just no. <laughs> aggravating my jaw. I think I'm giving it away. Okay, so anyway, she was just feeling like, you know, if, you're, if, you, if she was really like, oh my God, I can't like open my mouth or something, whatever happened where she was like really feeling that something was wrong uh, and you're sitting in the PT cruiser. I don't know if you've been in one. You said you have. Mm-hmm. Not comfy. Uh, so yeah. she was just like, uh, like w- probably wanting to move around because it was yeah, just yeah. like uncomfortable. Ab Shermer, dude. 
ab, dude. Not okay with the jaw hurting. This, that means no more blow No, ab, yeah. If you tell Ab Shermer that anything hurts, he will fucking rush you to the hospital <laughs> immediately. <laughs> um, uh, so that was his account, basically, that he's telling the police. He said he was going 55 miles an hour, super high speed. And, you know, on this r- rural road, there's signs for deer, you know, crossing every, what, 100 feet, 500 feet, whatever. It's a it's really common. And so when you hear that, you're kind of like, Oh, you know, first off the police are like, yep. Happen, you know, happens all the time. Right. All the time. Um, usually you hit the deer and that makes you crash. Not like not trying to, you know what I mean? Like you don't usually try and dodge the deer. Yes. When you've lived in places like that before you, I kind of swerve towards them. Yeah. You kind of, you hit, you hit them a little bit. Not yet. They always get away. Bird. You hit a bird once? Yeah, stuck in the grill. Still alive. In the grill. It's still out there. You want to go see it? hit a seagull and it's stuck in the headlight. It was like half into the headlight lens. It didn't break It didn't break the glass, but like it went through the headlight and the metal, you know? Like the seam where the metal frame holds the headlight. doesn't matter. Is there anything grosser than like a bird half dead? Ugh. Ugh. Do you know what I mean? Dead Sadist. bird, fine. A live bird, okay. Half, half dead, yeah. Half dead, there's nothing grosser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, for the, that and put a song on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't, don't do Flock it. Fuck song. Okay, <laughs> oh, so this is what he tells the police. Um, and Betty is rushed to the hospital uh, and, ate, and was placed on life support. So, like... She's fucked up. A.B. sitting there like, you know, a little bit dazed and complaining of things hurting. But, you know, he's totally fine. His wife's on life support. I mean, fuck. She is fucked up. Yeah. From this crash. But if you don't have your seatbelt on, the person with their seatbelt is going to be a lot less. Especially if you're spinning and, you know, swerving and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a brain scan done. And it was determined that Betty had uh, severe head trauma from a head-on collision. And it was ruled an accident. Um, I think some of the police maybe knew him and knew that he was a minister. It's a really small community. So I think it's like, you know, this is a crazy thing that happened to the pastor, right? Like, geez, okay, sorry, bud. So everything kind of moved quickly. Um, it was ruled an accident. After a few days, Betty was taken off life support and was cremated the next day. Oh, wow. He moves fast. Yeah. Yeah. Word, uh, you know, pro tip. If you kill somebody. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> or if anyone, like, you have any accident in the family, something like this, a little suspicious. If someone wants to cremate the person immediately. They're trying to hide something. Maybe ask a couple questions. You know what I mean? Ask a couple questions. Well, at least walk yourself through the series of events one last time before you just put it in the back of your mind. Just be like, is there anything strange about this? Is there anything strange? Hmm. Sounds all good. I mean, it all sounds good to me, right? You're fucking totally fine. Your wife's fucking annihilated on life support. (laughs) And yeah. That's one of my rules. Um, 
If I'm with someone I care about in a car and they don't want to wear the seatbelt, I take mine off because I don't want to live if they're going to die. Sounds a little bit like Gosh, codependency. I'm not sure. Why don't we just tell them to put it on, huh? Well, uh, it, it, yeah, it, if they'll put it on, then I'll wear mine. But if, right. like if, if I was with my wife and she was like, I don't want to wear my seatbelt, I'd be like, all right, I take mine off. That's and you guys love. would both just listen to the beeping uh, the whole time. I fucking can't stand it, dude. I have old, only old cars, so I, I, had, I don't have cars that have the beeping sound. Oh, sweetie awesome. pie. Sweetie pie. You rich. <laughs> um, I only have old, old restored fucking. Well, I only drive shit. classic yeah. cars. All right. So who were the people in this amazing PT cruiser? A.B. Shermer. Uh, 61. Ab. Ab. Ab Shermie. Yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. Abby Shimi. <laughs> yeah, let's think of what? Ab Shimi. Ab Shimi. What was his wife's name again? Abshi. Betty. Betty. Yeah. Uh, Betty I was trying Shimi. to think of some sort of portmanteau, like a, like a Benifer or right. Angelina, but it's kind of a shitty one. R.D.B. He should have gone by R.D.B. Ooh, yeah, I like that way better. R.D.B. if he was cool, but he's a nerd. R.D.B. if you're nasty. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> even how he says, Jackson even how he says nasty. <laughs> RDB, if you're nasty. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, uh, AB uh, RDB Shermer, sixty-one, was a respected pastor at the Readers Methodist Church in Readers, Pennsylvania. Betty Shermer, fifty-six, was AB's second wife of thirteen years. The two met a year after his his first wife uh, died. And a couple years after Betty had gotten a divorce from her first husband, the two were a huge part of the church, as well as the small community of readers, readers, Pennsylvania. Yes, Joel. His his first wife died. How did she die? So what, dude? People fucking die. What are you talking about? People die all the time. Coincidence? It's It's just a coincidence that both his fucking wives died. Okay. I've learned a lot from this show. That's exactly. Not a we know that we. I shouldn't have even said it in the beginning, huh? <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, you never know. If it's cancer, then we're good to go, right? Didn't we agree on that? If it's cancer, sort you of. like you kind of can't give someone cancer, right? You just have to put anything radioactive like under their pillow, and they'll get cancer for sure. Okay, but yeah, that but, uh, one the, we can kind of like. Yeah, but the the timeline though isn't isn't reliable like there's no way to predict gosh it would take fucking 20 years and what if they so you have to marry someone and the entire <laughs> 20 years that you're with them just be doing weird radioactive shit next to them <laughs> at, at night and finally oh they got the tumor all their jewelry oh they find my wife finally got the tumor <laughs> babe are you still around <laughs> nope it's 20 years later all their jewelry is just radioactive yeah, yeah. all right um, readers, Pennsylvania, how did the wife die? Car accident. Shut up, Joel. That. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. And you're going to find out. Okay. It's called foreshadowing. In due time. Um, <laughs> the two are a huge part of their church as well as the small community of readers. Betty was fun and charismatic. Um, always wore her seatbelt. And as we already know, she had a smile that would would light light up up the room, room, right? Didn't she? Uh, She was always so fun. There's one picture, Joel, if you can find it. She's looking out the window of the PT Cruiser. 
just making a funny, weird face. She was so great, right? These fucking nerds, right? So what you're saying is she had it coming. She what? She had it <laughs> yeah, coming. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Say that? She killed herself, essentially. Look, you don't know, Joel. Betty could have been the murderer of the first wife. Oh, Whoopsie fuck. daisy, you watch your fucking step over there. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now Joel's gonna be like, I'm confused. <laughs> there is a lot of players in this story, so so uh we gotta keep things. If you have questions, I'm sure that the audience does too, like about like who's who and what what. Okay. So don't I'll hesitate. Ask. Okay. Um okay, she had a smile that would light up a room. And she was super funny among their their church dorky <laughs> friends. Okay. Rumors. I'm not church people so much. I'm not. I'm just. Did you? It's just so crazy to me that when things like this happen <laughs> in like such a boring, dorky group of people. You know what I mean? Where you just go, God, <laughs> if I walked into their dinner party, I would just be like, not one fucking interesting thing is going to happen here. Ugh. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there is, but it's all kept fucking secret, right? Yeah. I understand. You know what I mean? And then the other thing that drew me to this case is the... How do I say this? The people in small towns like this, sheltered, the people that these guys will fucking risk it all for. <laughs> I mean, you're trading a three for a three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it is fucking crazy that you go like, huh? For them? Sorry. <laughs> maybe this one won't go on uh, hey, maybe the audio. She was, maybe she was like a Pocono 8. I mean, a, That's what I mean. So LA it's like too, the, but a Pocono 8. Yeah, like the, the, <laughs> the people Christ. that you're going to put the pictures up. You're going to put the pictures up. <laughs> okay? I don't have to say anything. You're going to put the pictures up. Anyway, rumors began to start, though, uh, when A.B. and his pastor's assistant, Cindy Musante. Ooh, put a picture Ooh. of this fox up, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Are they all fucked up looking? Well, no. They're on the screen No, right now. it's not fucked up. It's not fucked up. It's just normal. Normal. It's normal life. It's normal people. Normal mountain It's people. America, oh, right? Like, yeah, don't, normies. you know, gross. don't, don't believe what you see <laughs> in TV or movies where it's like always this like hot, sexy, like person that's gonna, you know what I mean? It's not. It's just the one that's there. If you were going to cast them as, as actors in a biopic, who would you choose? Hmm. So the Betty would be um, Tilda Swinton. Who's that? Let's hear it for our next advertiser, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Uh, it's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than uh, two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. 
the big game is always right around the corner. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into a hundred times your money potentially with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand dollars. It's demon time on Prize Picks. Uh, so you're going at it here. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Uh, squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. Uh, and again, now you can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. If you want to play alongside uh, alongside some of the prize picks' favorite players like uh, Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz, you can find them in the community plays underneath the promos tab of the app uh, to view the entries from some of the biggest names in prize picks community each and every week. This week on prize picks, I'm selecting Steph Curry for more than 29 points and the Joker. For more than 10 rebounds. I think Bob's taking Anthony Davis uh, for more than two blocks. And Damian Lillard for four three-pointers made. Go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use the code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match for up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Yeah! Let's give it up for Liquid IV. Yeah! .com, baby! Promo code Nooners over there is going to get you 20% off your first order. Rage this weekend. Jobless. On accident. I feel like it was an accidental rage this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I needed some liquid IV to start off today. I start every day with a liquid IV. Um, our kids are using liquid IV. Yes. Um, they've got the new and improved sugar-free liquid IVs as well. And Pear is back. Pear is back. That's my favorite. Pear was my favorite there. Um, big fan. But uh, hanging out, watching sports, hanging out with the friends and all that other stuff. You start boozing, lose track of time, and then you're like, oh, shit. I need to rehydrate for the week. Got to pop in that liquid IV. Are you a daily girl? Because I don't see you every single morning all the time. Yeah, I'm a daily girl. So I do um, one of the sugar-free grapes mm. or the sugar-free apple, which are my new faves, in 24 ounces. Okay. So it is supposed to be just in, they say, like, put a packet in 16, 8, 16 ounces. 16 and ounces that's of water. going yep. to hydrate you double um i put in the 24 ounce maybe onesie or twosie yeah and go through the day yeah, it's I did life too. changing I, it, I call it hydration monday here on the show because it's uh, it's one of those things where again you go hard over the weekends you got the kids you're not eating great uh you're boozing with some friends or whatever and then boom reset on mondays pop in the liquid iv and you're good to go um, but it's, uh, it's a little pouch. That's it. You're ripping open, popping into liquid 16 ounces or more and you're good to go. Super easy there. Three times the electrolytes, uh, no artificial sweeteners, eight vitamins and nutrients, non GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with liquid IV. 
Grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Kind of like the giraffe-looking androgynous. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know that, right? Where it's like, male, female? We don't know. No fuss haircut, right? In, I keep yeah, it the, real short. The gender is up in the I don't. Air. My sexiness is going to come from my personality, <laughs> right? Maybe a little bow. Huh? Anyway, not getting into that. Joel always gets like very, um, you get offended and then it makes me feel bad. I'm not offended. Huh? But I I mean, I think it's fucked up. You're making fun of ugly people. Okay, there we go. <laughs> See, now I feel bad. <laughs> Thought you were going to be on my side. Um, okay, so Cindy Musante. Uh, they were seen together a lot and were very cozy. So this is right after Betty's death, right? But there's no, there's no confirmation she works for him. They have to hang out. No one knows anything at this point. Rumors were confirmed, though, when Cindy's 16-year-old daughter found text messages between her mother and the pastor. Emily, Cindy's daughter, created a fake email account and emailed AB, RDB, um, telling him people know what they're doing and that they need to stop. Uh, But AB and Cindy, you know kind of talked and went through like the way it was worded and she was like this is my daughter so they could tell yeah Damn. so um they called Emily into the pastor's office and she was reprimanded um about her behavior and oh, they I just they let her know spanking. yeah they let her know that she was wrong there's nothing going on and we need to just drop it um Cindy's husband Joe Musante was a part of the church and Joe was a carpenter and worked on all the projects at the church. He even built a custom hardwood large desk for AB's office. Um, When you put the picture of it, it's very good. Like it's beautiful. He built like this amazing, like woodworking, dark stained, you know. Okay. Okay. So he has style. He has style, but, like, he also, like, does things that he's not getting paid for and working really hard and making these amazing things for the church, Oh, right? he's a chump. Yeah. Poor guy. He's a man. Emily eventually uh, informed her father of the text messages she found, and Joe was devastated. He had always kind of struggled with depression and alcoholism, and he was the one that actually brought the family to the church, because he was like, I need to get my life together. And then they all became very heavily involved. His wife was pastor's assistant. He's the carpenter. The daughter goes. It's like their whole thing. Right. So I'm sure he was just like, yeah. (laughs) 
Was her jaw sore too? Cream juice. <laughs> Cream juice. Good idea. Mm-mm. Okay. And this church actually saved him, by the way. But one evening, uh, one evening, AB sounds like it ruined his marriage. Yeah, so yeah, that's it why it's saved so. Him, but at what cost? That's why it's so devastating. Because you're just like, holy shit, th- this is my entire life right now, right? And it's being crushed. And um, so one evening, AB actually called Cindy and told her that Joe called him enraged. Uh, that he had a gun, that he was coming after them and him, and he's, like, on a rampage. Didn't call the cops, by the way. Called Cindy. Right. Right. As you do. Um, Weasel. And then he, uh, and then he left town, because he was scared. So he was like, hey, he called her, warned her. RDB did? RDB just fucking got out of town, because he's weasel, weaselly dieselly. What a dick. Um, yeah. Your husband's coming to kill you. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, worried about you? Do what you got to do. I'm fucking out. Look, I don't want to get in the middle of your marriage. I feel like yeah. it's not really my place to get involved, so I'm just going to really go ahead feel and skip like town for a little God while. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> hey, you're going to be fine. Bye. Um, Bye. So uh, he stated that he was worried for Cindy and the kids. So Joe, as he drove to the pastor's office, so he's got a gun. So he told him and he's driving to the pastor's office to either talk to him, threaten him, whatever, like get answers. He's repeatedly calling his wife, Cindy, and his daughter, begging them to just talk to him because they had already been like, look, this is happening. We're done. So Cindy didn't answer. And then she told her daughter not to answer as well, just like. Don't we don't want him to know where we are? Anything just like don't answer the phone. So Joe broke into the church and went into AB's office and sat at the desk he made for him. And he made one last call to his daughter. He left a message saying, If you love me at all, you will call me back, please. And the next morning, he was found dead at the desk, the self inflicted gun wound. Uh, he had put his in quotes. Nope. Okay. And he had put the gun in his mouth and shot himself. Oof. God damn. Behind and his daughter got that message. Much better way to do it. His daughter got that message the next morning. Oh Shit. God. She seems pretty well adjusted, but God. Oh man, I, I can't imagine the guilt that goes along with that. Holy shit! And you were the one that told him. And you, were, you know what I mean? Oh. Uh. Yeah, that's, so pretty that's horrible. We're now into like some horrible stuff. His how old was his daughter? Sixteen at the time. Old enough to know better. Yeah, Shit. stay out of it. He's kind of a bitch for killing himself, in my opinion. Just saying. For sure. If you have a daughter, you can't kill yourself because your wife's right. cheating on you. You're a coward. Well, obviously you can. He did it. <laughs> right. Well, you're a bitch. Well, you're offending me. See how it feels, you fuck. Okay. Sounds like both these men are kind of bitches, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I mean, Joe's like this big lumbering, you know, he's a carpenter dude. Like, yeah, he had problems ahead of time. He's having panic panic attacks because his wife is basically gaslighting him. 
being like, I know you think that I'm having an affair, but I'm not. You're crazy. You have problems. You know what I mean? Yes. And so he's like, I fucking know she is. And was having panic attacks and problems. And then when he finally found out, it was like, fuck. Did he see the text messages or was he just told about them by his daughter? Uh, Once he was told about the text messages from his, by his daughter, he ended up like keeping really tight tabs on his wife. So he was like looking at phone records, email, like he has a whole like briefcase full. Yeah. Evidence. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is Evidence that he was going to go to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. probably go to the church with or, like, make some kind of case there. But at, in the end, killed, yeah, himself. He killed himself. He instead. did, though. He left a camera and this briefcase full of evidence under his daughter's bed. Nice. So that's almost, in a way, he didn't leave a suicide note. But he left, like, when she found it, she's started going through it and took it to the church and stuff like this. Right. So this is kind of what he wanted all along for this fucking guy to at least be looked at Mm -hmm. because he was a creepy creep at the very least. He's a creeper. Right. And we've had a couple cases like this where it's like, are you a creep or you murder? Like I can't, you know, being one is not necessarily the other. Right. I feel like it's a bit of a gateway drug to murder though. If you're just a creep. For sure, like a super creep. Yeah. So, uh, right after... T- what? There's super creep? of creep. Yeah. <laughs> creep and then super creep. Mm. Super creep. There's like creepy, creep. little creepy. creepy. There's like creepist. And then there's super, cre- super creep. And he was super creep. Right after Joe's death, Cindy and AB... And I mean right after... Um, I want to say even the day before his funeral, they come out as a couple. That is a poor taste. Yeah, they're just being, they're being fucking ridiculous. Um, Cindy even confided in Joe's, Joe's sister, the guy that killed himself. She was close with his sister. So her sister-in-law. So she even confided in Joe's sister, Rose, that they had been seeing each other for a couple months already and that they were in love and she had never felt this way before and like to, dumb 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 to her sister-in-law just some simpleton fucking threes banging threes <laughs> hoping they're fucking feeling like they're tens you know what i mean it's just oh i know it's all too well i'll go on i'll go crime you know what i mean so <laughs> you're new, not just, ugly just why are you offended <laughs> I'm not offended okay uh, the threes know how to fuck okay so that's you know what that is probably the exact answer right yeah. oh absolutely yeah, if someone's in like a loveless marriage they're not having sex the other one isn't either like once they find someone that will and it's a little bit like taboo. Oh, they're oh, going to go wild. Oh, butt stuff, yeah. butt stuff, oh, yeah. butt it's, stuff. It'll, it'll curl your toes. <laughs> it'll curl your toes. Oh, God. Oh, and God. That's, why you, that's why you give the threes a chance. That was weird because I was curling my toes when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> you felt it coming. Yeah, you knew it. I feel it coming every time, too. So anyways, that was dumb. For sure dumb of her. Uh, Cindy also told 
told Rose about Betty's death, which Rose hadn't heard this before. But um, when Rose heard the accident, how it happened, you know, what happened, the first thing she asked was, did he hit the deer? And she was like, no, he swerved out of the way. But already Rose was like, this situation is so fucking weird. I feel very weird about this. Um, It doesn't feel right. It doesn't sound right. This is, at at best, super inappropriate to be talking about this the day before my brother's funeral. So you must be out of it, right? Rose was about to open... uh, So Rose... uh, is actually the catalyst that's going to open back up all of these closed cases. And Rose is the uh, the, dead the guy who shot leader. himself, the guy who Captain. shot himself's sister. Oh, Rose is the sister. Rose is the sister. Not the w- widow. No. The, what's her name? The one that AB's fucking? Cindy. Cindy, okay. Cindy Musanti. And she's just real, I mean, she's just real chatty Kathy with the fucking sister of the guy who just died. <laughs> That's a part that I don't understand. I know. Why, why would... Are you trying you, to fucking you get... You tell your dead husband's sister about the affair that you were and having not, that caused his suicide. That caused his suicide. It's, and not too far... So at the very least, she's going, hey man, we at least need to look at this guy in the realm of the church. So as we know, they do their own kind of trials and... Mm tribunals and all of this and he can be sacrifices ritualistic no they'll almost do like a trial inside inside the church and handle it internally right which is either like he's gonna be you know fired let go like disgraced whatever it may be but that's like the first place they're anything like the catholic church they're just going to transfer him to another city you throw holy water on that's and but yeah and for sure that happens for sure but um anyway she first filed a complaint with the church and then she called um, she called detectives uh, from the Pocono County and just voiced her concerns, told her everything that happened, everything that she has, um, and that maybe they need to look into this guy a little bit more. Um, and before... So the church actually called A.B. and was just wanting him to come in and question him. The church, not detectives. And he ended up just stepping down. Instead of going through any kind of questioning, he just, like, stepped down, resigned, and left. He just fucking bailed? Yeah, that's kind of what he does, sounds like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like to, he doesn't like any conflict, like divorce <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Facing the music, nothing like that. So investigators decided to take a closer look at Betty's death, uh, the accident. Specifically, Detective James Wagner. Not a great name, but definitely a superhero. Like, Uh, would not let this case go. A terrible name doesn't sound like anything you could fit in a movie title, but Detective James Wagner. J-Wag, dude. All right, so J-Wag... Was like a dog with a bone. He would not let it go. But uh, Detective Wagner obtained crime scene photos from the accident, as well as scans from Betty's uh, hospital stay, brain scans. Um, Here's what he found, taking a closer look 
instead of just like a police officer that's like, all right, buddy, like no problem, hear it, sorry about it. This person actually looked at the photos. So there was no marking on the road, as we know. There needs to be some kind of brake. If you brake, there's going to be tire tracks on the road or swerve or anything. So no skid marks No skid marks whatsoever in the pictures taken that day. So this isn't them coming. It underwear? Well, yeah, that's that's part of the investigation, Joel. <laughs> so these are pictures taken like that night. This isn't like they came back the next day or whatever. These are only pictures that they took that night because they were like, oh, it's an accident. Take the photos. But it blah, was blah. enough. Yeah. Um, so there was no markings on the road. There was actually minimal damage to the car. So you'll show this picture, but there's like no broken glass. There's no air, no airbags were deployed, even though he said there was in the pictures, there's no airbags. It's completely fine. Um, no, yeah, no broken glass, no airbags. Torissant, as you would say. Yeah, very. Yeah, I, I think overall you can just chalk that up to good old American engineering. Yeah, the PT Cruiser? Dude, it's That's a, a fucking commercial for the PT Cruiser, if you yeah. ask me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he just used a picture of his dead wife in the passenger yeah, seat in yeah, ads. Yeah, he's oh fine. <laughs> wife is dead. PT Cruiser will keep you safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, there's, a, there's the one picture, and you can find this, that really made him... First of all, he's already just like, this does not look like a high-speed crash at all. Like, this looks like a little bit of a fender bender at best, but it was dark, and it was on the side of the road, and, like, you know, things are heightened, and you just go like, oh, my God, she's, you know, get her to the hospital, whatever. So if you really step back and take a look at it, there's one picture of the inside of the car, um, like, from the back seat to the front where the gear shift is. And you know in old school cars they have these like kind of they're they're a place for your change. Yeah. But you kind of like lay it standing up. There's like oh, quarter yeah, yeah. Yeah, dot, you know, it has like for the coins. yes. So those were perfectly intact right there. And it's not in. It's just like a little divot for you to kind of grab yeah, them it's easy. It's like a horizontal shelf. So those God, those cars are made well. Right? It gave it, it gave, it's amazing. It's so amazing. PT Cruiser. <laughs> um, PT Cruising <coughs> Pastor. Possible uh, title. Ooh. Possible title. But I'm sure you guys will come out with, with better ones. Um, so this is the picture that if he's saying Betty's, I mean, all over the place, head wounds everywhere, I mean, severe damage, and it's spinning around, and there's the change is still not one even dime is out of place. Little little suspect. Little I'll, suspect. I'll admit it's a little suspect. Yeah. Um, it's now, Coop. It's twenty twenty. Oh, sorry. No, I'm I'm over the age of thirty. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, maybe biology. <laughs> maybe biologically. <laughs> biologically. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally? No, physically, I'm over the age of 60. <laughs> Chronologically, I'm over the age of 30. Okay. Where's, where's fucking uh, J-Dubs? Who's J-Dubs? J- Wagner, the yeah. detective. Yeah, he's looking at the pictures, dude. Okay, okay. Just... And I'm telling you what he's seen. 
Sorry, I like him. J-Dub, dude. I know. J-Dub's the fucking... The business. Sorry. Jesse, can you ignore your no, phone I'm sorry, for like, I'm sorry. like another oh, 30 family. minutes or so? Oh, I care about my kids. Oh, Look at me. Ooh. So unprofessional. No, it's not my kids. It's my friend. Are you going out tonight? Friends? You, you can leave it in. You can leave this in. <laughs> Put yes. it on speaker. Yes, leave it in. Hi. Hi. Um, taco, please. You're at a taco place. You're on. You're on air. So how is it so far? How is it so far? I had to answer. Is, the crowd is running old. Sure, they're at a know. Bruce Spring. They're at a Bruce Springsteen concert, guys. Okay. Ooh. The the crowd right, is now running. Now you have my attention. And it's old. It's Chad Senior. Sure. Senior. Sure. A lot of wheelchairs. A lot of walkers. Things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. More here than me, which I'm appreciating. I'm mm-hmm. feeling. She sounds hot. I'm feeling young and frisky. Uh, my producer Joel says you sound hot, and I will tell him that she is. Okay, good. Um, indeed. indeed, she's got well, a leather jacket it's, on. It's the red lip. It's the, the red jacket. lip. Ooh. It's the red lip. But you know what it's good about all the seniors is it makes us feel young and flirty, right? For sure. And I know. you know what? what? Um, and they're just really happy to be here. They're happy to be alive. Right? It's That's a good day if they woke up. It's a good day if they woke up. Okay, sh- shirt size. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you getting me a shirt? Merch. Oh my Get gosh, merch. bestie! It's my bestie. I mean, okay, I thought you. So uh, I'm a hard target medium, <laughs> and and Ross is an extra, and and Ross is an extra large. You got it. Coming up. Thanks, girl. Have so much fun. Oh my god, I will. Okay, I love you, love I you too. I know. Christ. Same. Shut up, okay. guys. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yes, one Target medium and one Walmart extra large. You know, Target me- Target medium is a specific size because it's it's not quite a large. It's close. <laughs> is that though, a kids I, medium? No, it Target has sizes for what for humans no. that won't accept their actual size. <laughs> so if you go on a target medium, then she'll know, okay, like definitely not a small. And if it looks like it's small, I'm going to go up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I like the way target shirts fit. It's the only mediums that I can fit into anymore. Right. Cause you're a large. Okay. Why would you want to so- <laughs> fit in the medium goop? Wait, are you? Cause I like feeling small. Yeah. That's why he's wearing a it's long gay. sleeve like tight. Petite. I mean, slimming. <laughs> He's slimming. Okay. Soy boy. So. Aww. Soy boy? Soy boy? Uh, I'm allergic All right, I'm sorry, to soy. guys. Thank you very much. Sorry for that uh, interlude. Who is that? Uh, that's my friend from the neighborhood. My bestie. And I can't recall her name, but we're good friends. Lauren. <laughs> oh, you didn't say I don't Lauren. know. Do people want their names? I mean, do people want... Their names on the crime show where I'm making Probably fun of not. Egos? Probably not. So Lauren will say, we'll say her, her oh, name is Lauren. Would she be Lauren. offended? No. She, yeah. Of course not. That's why she's my friend. 
but uh, oh, so she's a she would be she's offended, a Bruce. Would. No, I don't. I'm not friends you, with people that only... are easily offended. What would we have to say to each other? No, no what you're saying is you're, you're not friends with ugly people. Yeah. No, loud and clear. I'm friends with I'm friends with, with you, Joel. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, she's at Bruce. She's at Spruce tonight. Spruce oh, Springsteen. Yeah, that's fucking rad. I know, right? Um, okay, get it, girl. Get a girl. Get a get a girl. Okay. <laughs> um. So the change, the picture of the change, was a huge red flag. I mean, is that where the term red flag comes from? Anyways, this is where he goes. This definitely does not look right. Um, on Betty's side of the car as well, there is a lot of blood. Like it is, it, his side's clean. Hers is like a lot and it's everywhere. It's on the seat under her. It's on the side. It's on the door. I mean, she must have like, she must have like flew up in the air, bled underneath her, gone to the side. I mean, it's like the way that she must have been tumbling around this car is almost unbelievable, right? No, no. No, who believes him? He's the man of he's the man of God. Yeah. Creep of the cloth was the other one I thought. Oh, <laughs> I like that. One. Did you like that? That's one? a good one. I'm spitting. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> Creep of the cloth. That's a good one, right? Creep of the, I Creep like of the cloth is the title. You like unless, that? Unless you guys one beat, of our listeners can beat, beat that. the title Creep of the Cloth. They can't. There's no way. Hey, messed good. up, Joel. Okay. That's good. Um, so on her side of the car, it just looks like, I mean, someone was in a different accident than he was, is the only way that I can really describe it. And again, you're going to show pictures. Um, Detective uh, Wagner, J-Dubs, called Stanley Dickerson, the guy from the beginning of the story that was the good Samaritan that pulled over and stopped and he wanted to get his account of the accident because no one ever took a statement from him. He mm. just made the 911 call. The cops came. He was out. They didn't talk to him about anything. So his account of the evening is he walked up to the window. Uh, the window was up. AB was just staring forward. It was dark inside the car. And Stanley kind of like knocked on the window was like hey man are you okay and he was like yeah I'm fine but I don't think my wife is and like when he opened the door turned on the dome light or something the guy was like holy shit yeah dude like what are you she's got half of her brain hanging out what are you exactly like what are you doing just sitting here but again you you never know if someone like has hit their head and they're stunned or dazed or in shock or whatever so you're just kind of like okay like let's get out buddy like you're not trying to accuse him right there right so he said uh stanley asked ab if he had called 911 and he was like no and so stanley's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna call 911 and he he wasn't outside flagging cars down to help his wife he wasn't calling 911 himself on his own functional cell phone um and the car was drivable well, yeah, it's a fucking PT cruiser. It's a PT Those cruiser. I mean, this fucking thing can go through hell. It's like a step above a Volvo. Absolutely. It'll keep <coughs> you safe. Wink, wink, husbands <laughs> out there. Um, Detective Wagner believed he had enough evidence to um, search the parsonage, 
parsonage is the house, almost like the governor's man- mansion, whatever. If you are a pastor at a pretty prominent church, they give you a place. There's like a place where the pa- pastors live. If you aren't a pastor there, you move out. The next one moves in. The parsonage, right? Like the White House. Like the White House, kind of. Um, so detectives thought they had enough to at least search the parsonage where A.B. and Betty lived together before her death, right? So investigators called A.B. in for questioning so that they knew where he was. And as he came into the for, for uh, questioning, they actually went to his house just yes. so that they knew they that he didn't have a lot of warning, that he didn't think they were going there, but they had already had the, war- the warrant. So they brought him in for questioning, had him in the investigation, and then the police were at his house searching. They found drops of blood on the garage, on the ground in the garage. So car would be parked here. Blood is on this side. Nothing under the car, right? Passenger side. Yes. And, um... You didn't clean it? Just a couple drops. Like, literally, like, if someone... Literally, if someone cut their finger, it's just like that. It's not, like, a shit done. It's just, like, one drop. And they're like, weird. Fine. Um... But when they put the luminol on it, the whole ground lit up. So it was just like a trail of blood from the stairs to the car. When asked about this, A.V. said that Betty um, and him had been bringing wood from their garage out to the wood pit outside. And she, you know, they had brought all the wood out. She had cut herself on something. She accidentally nicked an artery? Yeah, she accidentally took the piece of wood and just hit herself on the head fucking 20 times. And he was like, no, no. And she's like, my jaw kind of hurts. Yeah. No, uh, he said that she cut herself and it just was bleeding a lot. And she walked around, I think, uh, inside, whatever he said. It was just like, oh, she just like got a really bad cut as we were taking the logs outside. So when asked... Where the wood was that they were taking outside, he said it was in the fire pit. Um, so they were like, oh, we just want to look at it to see if there's any blood on there that we can kind of corroborate your uh, account. And he was like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, underneath, so they searched all the wood. Underneath the wood was a newspaper dated September 2008. Betty died in July of 2008. So there's no way that she could have helped him move wood onto a newspaper that came out after her death, right? Yeah. Okay. Fun little fact. This led p- uh, police to now look into the death of the unlucky pastor's first wife. I mean, this Here guy. Go, finally. This guy just, he has... You know, there's people dying all around him. The poor. I know poor, he's just like man. have tragedy, tragedy just, all around him. It's just oh, like man, so. If it wasn't some for bad people luck, I'd have no luck. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like he's one of those people, and you guys know him, where it's just like, oh, and then this happened. Oh, it's just like you're like, God, buddy. Jesus, they are such a fucking bummer. At a I feel bad for him. him. I mean, you can feel bad for him, but just bad. leave that shit at home if you're going to be hanging out with other so people. Don't complain you. about your life all the goddamn time. Crab juice. Crab juice. Do you hear the gulp, 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 glug, glug? <laughs> the gulp, 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 glug, glug. 
You can blame uh, Coop for being a little bit late for my amazingness, drunky drunk. Thank, you mean thank Coop. What did I say? You said blame Coop. Oh. Thank Coop. <laughs> You're welcome, Jesse. Okay. <laughs> um, what do we got, you fucks? All right. So uh, this led police to now look into the death of, his un- of this unlucky pastor's first wife, Jewel, just like the singer. These hands all I know. That homeless little songbird. Yeah, I know that fucking little dirtbag. <laughs> she was a dirtbag. She was a dirtbag, huh? She's hot. Um, so they looked into to his first, uh, the death of his first wife, Jewel Shermer. So uh, Jewel and AB had been married for thirty years. Uh, when one day. Jewel was vacuuming the stairs as she did all the time, knew how to do it. And a cord wrapped around her leg, wrapped around her foot and her leg, and she fell down the stairs. And I guess hit her head on every single step five times. Um, Weird, right? Like weird. Um, But anyways, uh, she fell down the stairs and the head trauma was so severe that she was also put on life support and was uh, eventually, after not too long, again, taken off and cremated. But not before. So Jules' brother, there's always someone. There has to be some kind of advocate for you that's going to be like, you know, be like, hey, call detectives or advocate for you. Because otherwise they're like, this looks like an ask accident, and that's what it is. Unless somebody else comes to me and says that they weren't doing well or he was beating her or whatever, I don't have much else to go off of, I've, right? I've had a long day. If nobody's going to call this murder, I'm just going to say it's a fucking accident and go If home. it's an accident and they, you know, as far as the coroner and the paramedics and nobody makes any note of anything being weird, mm-hmm. and also in their uh, township... If the paramedics, I think, or police or something don't think that there's any foul play, they don't even call detectives at all. It's literally just like, all right, clean up the body, boys. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't call a CSI team out to every single death. There's just there's not enough time in the day. There's not enough people in the in world. In the Poconos? Too. Gosh, there can't be too many. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, Cord wrapped around her foot. She fell down the stairs. The head trauma was so bad. Same, same, same. Um, but not before Jules' brother called the police with his concerns about what the scene looked like, how, you know, uh, his sister was acting. It just didn't seem right. All of this. Just can we look, basically calling and asking if we can look into it a little bit more. Do you recall any of the strange things that she was doing before her death or what, what would make him I think say they that were just, you know, they were just not getting along. Obviously, they've been married for 30 years. And I think I he think was seeing someone else. She knew he was seeing someone else. And was it Betty? No. Oh, that wasn't until a year later. His wife was cheating on him, so he threw her down the stairs. No, he was cheating. He waited cheating. a whole year after a 30-year marriage before getting remarried. What a gentleman. I'm sure he had a couple of fun times in between. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so his brother, her brother called police with his concerns, leading to a hold, on, which I didn't know they could do this, but a hold on the body before the cremation to do an autopsy. Just to, you know, if, if family members are calling with concerns, they at least want to just do an autopsy, have that on record before they cremate the body, right? Mm-hmm. So they did do that, and they were able to do it a day before the cremation because, again, he was going next day. Next day cremation. This is this guy's fun thing that he does. So both these cases were actually taken to... Fun and flirty. Fun and flirty cremations. Right? It really just gets rid of everything, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, Both these cases were taken to medical examiner Dr. Wayne Ross. Now we've got our fucking Wayne Ross, Ross, dude. (laughs) Two-namer. Who quickly found... Just by looking at the photos and the scans of Betty's head and the autopsy, he very quickly said, and he even said it was clear as day, um, that they both died from blunt force trauma by something like a crowbar or back of a hammer or something like this. And the blood, he was also a blood uh, spatter analyst. So, Oh, he was like Dexter? He was like this. He was just like the dude, like the, the medical examiners. The before, yeah, no, Holy no. I, th- I mean, I think it was in Pennsylvania somewhere, but Monroe I mean, County, if it's in Pennsylvania. I'm still impressed. I, Absolutely. I, I think that they just started learning how to read within the last 10 years. Oh, they can now. I, I, so, I think so. Y- well, I, I'm just basing that off of off the of higher Delco achievers, Don't the higher achievers, <laughs> the people that are a little richer. huh? Yeah. Yeah. So um, people that are above a three. Yeah. There's not many. Not in Pennsylvania. Um, so he said, and even in the car, he said the blood, the way that the blood was in the PT cruiser and under her, it was clear that she was killed somewhere else and put in the car and then it was staged. This is his opinion. Dr. Wayne Ross. I'm starting to think that AB might be a murderer. No. I wasn't convinced at first, but I mean, I gave it away in that direction. I don't think so. I think he has a stalker. But look, you never know. You never know. He's always the only one there. No witnesses. No real, real hard evidence, you know. Anyways, along with, uh, so, with Dr. Wayne Ross. So he's responsible for fucking three, like, three deaths. Basically, yeah. Right now, yeah. So with the autopsy... Wayne Ross's uh, assessment of both Betty and Jules' murder. And they also had uh, parishioners and members of the church coming forward about affairs and sexual advances that A.B. had made on them, members of the church, as well as the large amount of porn that they found on A.B.'s computer. They were saying... Now again. Was it child porn? No. And, okay. and like, I'm not impressed by his fucking porn, you know. What, what was you could, it? You could, it just what, what seemed like they were like, he was searching for porn a lot. I go, when, just, I mean, I go, define a lot. You know what I mean? You can't just say a lot. What is <laughs> Once it? Once a day, twice a day, And nothing was crazy. It was just. What are you saying, Jesse, that you, you if it was a competition, you would beat him? <laughs> no, I just think that maybe back then it wasn't so accepted to just like, look at porn a lot. Do you know what I mean? If you're a minister? 
you're a minister, no. Yeah, so I think yeah, that was part of it where they're like, yeah. it's just not really what we would want in a minister. Is that kosher? But again, not illegal, right? Affairs, not illegal. Hitting on people that you work with, not illegal. Nothing was uh, non-consensual. Nothing was kids. Nothing was anything like that, right? So then you're like, okay, creep. He's a creep. He's a creep, for sure. And he's a minister and a pastor, and it makes him even more creepy to be doing this creepy stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. So. I hate this guy. (laughs) Yeah. Wait till you see. It. Wait till you see a picture of this pointy, pointy faced, <laughs> ding dong dork. Um, AB's computer. Uh, so with the large amount of porn that they found on the computer, prosecutors believed that they had a case for the death of Betty Shermer. So with all those things combined, right? They were pretty sure that they can, because as we've talked about before. You have to, you have to have a case. You can't bring like a nothing burger to the judge and be like, "Hey, man, I don't like this guy." He'd be I, like, "I just cool. got a weird feeling about this one, judge." Cool, that's not really going to work, or a bunch of circumstantial, or whatever. Like, you have to spend your time actually bringing the case to uh, the judge. So, I just oh, by the <laughs> way, I just looked up a picture of this guy for the first time. With a beard, he kind of looks like the most uninteresting man in the world. Like, yes, yes, just like not necessarily a, a bad-looking dude, but no, he's not. Not somebody that I would leave alone with anybody that I cared about. Yeah, if you look like that and you're creepy, it's like whew. he, he kind of looks like he does have a creepy vibe to him. Yeah. If you can get that feeling through a picture, uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, what and it would then be the, like in what if he has like a Pennsylvania accent? Oh, God, even worse. What does yeah. that sound like? Hoagies. Boogies uh, <laughs> and grinders. <laughs> and he has a limp, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I thought this would be funny. So, Joel, put up a picture of Cindy and AB right now okay. while I read the email exchange. <laughs> All right, like a side by side. Okay. No, just put it right. I just want my voice with the picture of the two of them. You got it. There's one of like. He has her, he has his arm around her and she's like leaning against. So Cindy writes. Unimaginable is the only word I can use to describe last night. But keep the picture, keep the picture up, Joel. I have occupied this body for 40-something years, and trust me, this is not normal for me. A.B., I am very hungry for you. Your body is fantastic. Okay? Okay? Did you keep the picture the whole time, Joel? Mm -hmm. Did you take it off at any point? I don't think so. He also... You can take it off now. He also confided in Cindy that... uh, he was so much happier now. This is, by the way, days after Betty's death. Just days. Ugh. Not months, not years, whatever. Days. He was he was saying that he was so much happier now, that Betty, for the last two years, um, they weren't intimate. They didn't have sex. 
she was premenopausal. You're like, hey, bud. I mean, you're That's fucking life. 50s and 60s. What are you doing, dude? How does he have the energy for it? Thank you. Don't know. Um, okay, so prosecutors. <laughs> what? Oh, I just I know. Can't like, wait. Coop said that because he already doesn't have the energy now. No. No, that left like like a solid two years ago. Coop, you got you got energy? You got the drive? What's up? Oh no, not anymore. I'm an old man. Not to like email and like fucking chase. Oh, I don't no, know. I am, it sounds like no, a fucking nightmare. I am notoriously bad at sexting and dirty talk. Yeah. Are you a starfish? I'm hu- I'm hungry for you now. <laughs> right? You'd be a real A B over there. Um, Okay, so prosecutors took a year to build their case, but decided to speed things up when A.B. actually proposed to Cindy. So this was going to be his third wife, possibly third Third victim. victim. Thank you. Fuck. So in September... How long ago was... How long after Betty's death was it that they got engaged? Shit, so it was... Hmm... I think it was like year and a half, year and a half. Yeah, still, still a little close. Very close, but not like they they got to get. I mean, they got together right after. This is well awful. after hit uh, her husband's suicide. But in September 2010, <laughs> damn it, this is fucked up. Yeah, in September 2010, just a few weeks after uh, Shermer's proposal, he was arrested and charged with Betty's murder. So, A.B. took the stand in his own defense because he's that much of a fucking narcissist. But oh, God. I will say the defense, and this works sometimes, their whole defense was, yes, he did all these things. Yes, he was. You know what I mean? Yes, he had affairs. Yes, he was having sex with people in the, you know, in the church. Uh, he moved on very quick. All of these things that are horrible that you're going to bring to the table He's going to admit to and just say, yes, that doesn't make me a murderer, right? Like, Your that's Honor, a really yes, good. My client is a terrible piece of shit, but yes. he's not a murderer. It's a good defense sometimes yeah, if I'm... they didn't have as much on him as far as the like autopsy and, and the two. I mean, it, it is a good way to build a case because if, if you get them to just be open and honest about these things, yes. the people would generally you get the jury to be sweep like, under the rug, like, well, he's admitting to all this other stuff. Yes. So. And the jury loves when, you know, you're just like honest and, you know, sorry. Yes, I did all those things, but I didn't do. So if you're admitting to all these other horrible things and you say, but I didn't do this, like that doesn't make me a murderer. That's a really good because that's a lot of the times in the cases that we talk about. We're like, is he just an asshole that I don't like or did he really murder? Right. Two different things. But it's really easy if he hadn't taken the stand for people, you know, just character assassination plus this plus that. Yeah. But if he goes, yeah, I am. We're all flawed, whatever you want to say, right? Like, so that was his defense. Um, and we know, we know the prosecution's case. But the other thing I thought was funny is when they did, um, like, recreations of the crash, uh, they found that he was, like, only going maybe 18 miles an hour. <laughs> And they do kind of this recreation that's very funny, but it's just him, like, he's on the same side, and he just kind of, like, pulls over and just, like, 
keeps driving a little bit. You know what I mean? Just kind of slowly <laughs> goes into the guardrail with shit. his wife that's already completely battered next to him. Was right? she was she conscious or unconscious when uh, when uh, she was, was breathing? Something she was breathing. Uh, yeah, she was breathing. He said, but not not there but at already all. Comatose. Yeah. Okay. Um. Or maybe well, just thought, like a little. I he killed her at the house first. He, I mean, prosecution is saying, and evidence shows that he beat her at the house, and then put her in the car. Yeah. So I think it's a, one of those things where you think she's dead, but she was still alive a little still bit. Still alive and breathing a little bit, but. As we this said, he's as as we guy. said, he's sitting in the PT cruiser making no attempts to save her, flag anyone down, whatever. So he could be waiting. He could be about to finish it off. We don't know, right? But he could like just be enjoying the amazing seats that they have in those PT cruisers. That's what I found. Yeah, those bucket seats. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I so did, find it, I did find it amazing. I did find it amazing that he was able to get these women to the point of uh, life support. You know what I mean? Like to, to take it, to be able to, ki- you know, beat someone to the point of like, they're still alive and they're going to die in the hospital, which is always a good. That, if, if he did that on purpose, that, I, I it's mean, impressive. It's, it's no, two of them, thing, but yeah, that's two that's of them. Impressive. That takes some skill. Two of them. He got to the point. Also. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> More importantly, you're going to beat him enough that you know they're fucking brain dead, but not to kill him. That's a master, right? Oh, yeah. So What's that was... You've got to respect well, I'm the just craftsmanship, saying, Joel. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that was always... In this case, that was the one thing that kind of... I go, really? Like, he was able to take them both to the place of the paramedics need to take him there. He's in the hospital being able to, like, hope that she comes back. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. really helps. Oh, absolutely. It, it makes you seem so much, so much less suspect. Right. If you're in the hospital. And if you go through the process of actually getting them to the hospital. Yes. Like, and oh, you've, I, like, oh, God, you know, you're to trying to rescue her. them and they couldn't. It's almost like the doctors couldn't. They killed her. It's the goddamn doctor's right. fault. So it, that was kind of amazing to me. But anyway. That was amazing to you? That's the word you used? It might, yeah. might have been a poor choice of words. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what fucking show are you on? Because you're not on this one. Where's your fucking head at? Are you- <laughs> amazing. That's the word are you, you want to use? You're impressed? I, see, that's, I would have said impressive. I am impressed. I am impressed. It's actually insane. Either he didn't do it or he was able to, again, like I said, beat someone to the exact point that they would go on life support for only like two days. That's like catching lightning in a bottle twice. And it's not like he had a whole lot of practice. I love the detective in the case. It's just like we don't believe, like as detectives, you just don't believe in coincidence, right? Like, oh, how crazy. I have two wives that died from head trauma. Like we just (laughs) don't, that doesn't, we don't believe that there's any coincidence. It's literally just like, how'd you kill her? Um, the jury took 90 minutes to convict a B of third degree murder. Yeah. Meryl. 
He was sentenced to life in prison with uh, no parole or possibility in like 20 years, but still needed to stand trial for the death of his first wife. Fuck yeah. Right? We're not going to let that one go. They did use it. It was able to be uh, It was admissible in the first case, which is crazy, but it was. I think just the autopsy, not exactly like the details of it, but so now he needs to stand trial for that. So on December uh, 2015, AB actually entered a no contest plea to the death of his first wife, Jewel. He said he he told his daughters, like, I didn't do it. I just didn't want you guys to have to go through another trial. <laughs> Isn't he so sweet? Oh, what a, Isn't what he a such good a sweetie man. pie? Good father. I'm going to... He admitted to Chew. it? Huh? He admitted to doing it? No, he no, said he, no contest, which basically means I don't want to go to trial. Yeah, so no you decide, that means I don't want to go to trial. That means that you're... Uh, uh, I'm you're going to take it's, it's whatever... It's no right? Yes. Uh, it means that you will accept guilt, but you're not admitting guilt. You'll accept a sentence. You're not going to fight whatever sentence they give you, but you're not actually admitting guilt. So if you say guilty, trial... It's not guilty, like, trial. Well, fuck it, dude. No, if you say so, exactly. yeah, sure. I and basically, if you're already in jail for life, like you do no contest, right? Where it's just like, I'm not going through another trial. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, if the judge goes over the evidence himself or whatever, he can decide from there. So Jewel's brother actually read a uh, victim's impact statement. We'll <laughs> That was, really that was good. good, right? That was really good. I didn't even know I could do a duel. <laughs> that was dope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you need to put a picture of this guy because he's super sweet. And also, when he talks, he's just like, he seems fucking stoned too. The brother, he's great. Okay. But like, what's his name? He's just great. He's the character. Uh, John Benahy. But anyway, John can he Benahy. be played by Matthew McConaughey in the biopic? No, no, it's more of like a, it's just like a sweet, kind of like bigger, bald goatee guy. Oh, okay. But like sweet. Like who? Like Chris Farley or something? No, older, bald, bigger goatee guy. Who would that be? Terry King, guitarist from Slayer. There you go. Oh. So So can he act? Yeah, just put him. (laughs) Can he act? Oh, yeah, just put a picture of him. So anyway. With him on stage next to Tom Araya. He would actually think it was cool, probably this guy, because he's kind of sweet. So he said, I've wanted, I've waited, I've waited a long time for this day. You destroyed so many lives, and to this day, you just don't care. You were responsible for the deaths of three people, my sister, Betty, and Joe Musante. Just like you said, Joel. Yeah. You and fucking John. It's my boy, dude. That's your boy, dude. That's what you said fucking day one. (laughs) Uh, So Judge Tilewalk told Shermer. Wait, how the hell is that spelled? T-Y-L-W-A-L-K. Tilewalk. What would you say? How would you say? Tilewalk. Tilewalk or Tilewalk? Oh, maybe Till. Tilewalk. Till's a German name, but it's usually spelled with an I. Till. T-Y-L-W-A-L-K. I don't know. I tried. I think I got close. But um, he said, you don't have to stand trial. You don't have to stand in front of me and tell me you murdered your wife. You can go on telling people that you didn't. This is not a conviction of you being an adulterer or extreme immoral conduct. This is a conviction for the death of Jewel Shermer. 
Only two people know what happened that day, and I believe you are completely responsible. I do love when a judge just goes, fuck Fuck off, motherfucker. Um, And he said he's not going to sentence him to consecutive because that just doesn't do justice. What he ended up sentencing him to is like natural life in jail with no possibility of anything ever, 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 ever. Fuck yeah. So he Isn't basically that the same took thing away as life without parole? Or is no, that, I think is he different? had the possibility of parole in 20 years. Oh, okay. So he was like, I'm taking that away. No appeals, no nothing, natural life. You're not getting out. That's Good. where you're going to stay. Um, so what do you, th- what do you think? Is that the, <laughs> is that the ending that you wanted for this guy? Yeah, your favorite dude, your favorite dude. I, li- I like that he got that. So life forever. Let natural no life. chance of anything. Natural no life is nice like, you're going to, and I've talked about this before. There's a natty light. I think natty <laughs> light, dude. That's good. I've talked about this before, but, um, I forget what the, I think the documentary is Into the Abyss, but it's about the thing that you don't think about is like, okay, life in prison, but you get old and you get sick and you need to be in this like disgusting jail hospital. And that's where you like, you get, you get sick, you're uncomfortable, you don't get things. They're not really helping you. They're not taking your pain away. They don't they like don't you, help. your other, you know, inmates kind of like your nurse, right? And so, um, and you die alone in like a cell with a hospital bed. And there's maybe, there's like volunteer, other inmates will like volunteer to like hold your hand or something. But oh, it's a little, do you know what I mean? So when you, when you go, oh, life in prison, that's the part where you can maybe, when I saw that documentary and saw what it actually is and when you think about old people old people in wheelchairs like or can't walk or whatever in jail and dying in there that's when you go okay that's the justice right yeah yeah i mean that's where i mean the sadness of that shit was like all right maybe you did get what you deserve right because people always say death penalty whatever kill him it's like that shit is fucking worse. A death penalty Way is worse. so much more so much easier. Merciful. Yes. Than forcing it is somebody actually. to spend the rest it of their is natural life if in you... prison. Because exactly what you just described. Imagine yourself like in your twilight years, nobody from your family's visiting you, everybody hates you, you're old and decrepit, living in a, a shitty prison. Yep. And just slowly wasting away. You know, really not... low level, like healthcare. They're literally just People probably keeping you, you alive. It is the absolute bare minimum just yes. to keep them alive. Because that's even the amount that they feed people in prison. Is they they feed you the amount of calories that is like just yeah. enough to to keep you going. Right. They're not like looking into if you've got like some pain or something's going. They're not like running tests and sending you to specialists. Like you are just an old sick person that they're like realize that you came here to die right yeah hey listen murderer (laughs) we're not gonna like run some more tests for you do you know what i mean (laughs) and also would you really want to extend the amount of time that you have to? no and i think that's the uh the real inhumane part is where they're just like dude just fucking kill me like don't give me this stuff don't keep me alive and they're like we gotta sorry but just enough to keep you alive right how so 
Yeah. So when I hear people, you know, horrible crimes or whatever, that they get life in prison, you go, dude, Fuck yeah. that shit's going to be, and people want to be like, no, torture them, make them do, you know, what they did to that person. It it's like, don't worry, alive, don't worry. Yeah, it's really expensive. Yeah, but by the way, they spend the bare minimum. Do you know what I mean? True. So they keep them alive, but it's the bare, bare minimum. So anyways, what do you think old A.B.? Might be a bit of a hot take, but I think he's innocent. <laughs> You believe in coincidence, huh? Yep. Well, maybe not coincidence. Let's call it serendipity. It, it's a little bit more right. A little bit more fun. We've definitely we've definitely named some of these with the the two the dead wife. Um, what happened to Cindy? Why didn't she get in trouble for killing her husband or forcing him to kill himself? Oh, God's going to take care of her in the afterlife. Well, Do you know what happens to harlots she, in hell? Because she didn't, right? Like um, she drove him to commit suicide. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, like, her daughter, like, if you want to go through, like, what they're up to now, like, Cindy is still out there and still probably, like, fighting for him on his side, working, you know, talking to him. Her daughter. Sending nudes. Probably. Probably they're fucking married now. You know what? Should I look? Cindy now, or do you want to? Um, On your phone. Cindy Musante. Cindy now? Cindy Musante now. Um, her daughter has no no relationship with her, won't talk to her, obviously, because she put her in the worst position that anyone could be in in their young life, if not their whole life, right? Ooh, she's a looker. She's always been. She's always been. Funny thing is... It, Which one? It, no. Uh, is that not her? No, Cindy. Oh, so I was going to say she looks Cindy's. like the, she hasn't aged a day. Do we say Cindy? M U S A N T E. Yeah, say Cindy Musante now. Yeah, uh, that was my mistake. I put today instead of now. Oh, I put today. What the fuck? Anyway, so you know the this guy has left um, a trail of destruction, and seemingly is still not taking any responsibility. He's still, you know, claiming that he's innocent. His daughters are still completely on his side. And, you know, it's fucking insane. I don't understand. It's insane that, like, A, the thing that I was saying about the uggos, it's not really that. It's just, it's not really that. Jesus. No, to be totally honest, it's not really that. It's just, like, gosh, divorces. But, again... Divorce is not an option if you are a pastor or a minister, right? It's not. Can you not get a divorce as no. a minister? No. I mean, as far as like you're standing in the community and it's everything, shameful. like in pretty, in oh, pretty yeah. it's religious. It's much more respectable to just murder your wife. But it happens a lot where they're just like, okay, this is going to ruin my whole reputation. Be a lot better for me to be a grieving husband, right? That is a really narcissistic way to... To approach that situation, because a b a narcissist, he would never. No, my right. sweet, my well, sweet Arthur Burton, <laughs> he old, would never. Old Artie B, old Artie B, no, he's Artie a sweetheart, yes. and all this stuff just happened to him. But that is like that is just the quintessential narcissist thing to do, where you you're doing something your that's reputation gonna, that's gonna, is more. You're worried about your reputation and you're doing something that's going to gain you even more sympathy. Like, oh, poor me. Right. It all Two works. Two wives. It all works for you. 
Um, and then, you know, the other thing is like, not that it would be better, right? But in this weird way, this guy that's married for 30 years, sexless marriage or whatever, you would almost be like, who's the girl that got his head all messed up? Do you know what I mean? Not that it's, not that it's an excuse at all, but like sometimes these guys, like, like who's this hot, sexy thing that like got in his head and manipulated him to think that, you know, and then you, and then you show solid 3.5 and then you show the picture and you go that that's what did it. You risked it all. You fucking bludgeoned (laughs) your wife of mother of your children for 30 years for this. But you know, to your guys's point, that three is going to do a lot more than the 10 is in bed. 100%. They'll do Again, and like that's said, the fucking answer. That's the answer. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Butt stuff. That's the answer to everything. Anyway. That's the answer to any everything. That's the name of the episode? Butt stuff. The answer to everything. <laughs> yeah. Or, or one of these days we need to name the episode. Prolapse. Good night, everyone. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero. 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 Hero.